0: We're here on the Clip Dust Podcast. We're continuing on with our Week 6 MIAA pregame show. We are previewing the big game in Maryville this weekend between the Pitt State Gorillas and the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats. We actually have on with us right now the voice of the Gorillas, Eddie Lomshek, is with us. Eddie, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm great. I am always, uh, always enjoy getting a chance to talk Pitt State football, and uh, we know what a tremendous challenge it is to play Northwest Missouri, no matter when you play them or where you play them. And so, These are the games that uh, make this job uh, a little more fun some Saturdays than others.
0: Absolutely. I'll I'll be at the game on Saturday. I'm definitely looking forward to it. But um, as a first-time guest, Eddie, um, we want to get to know you a little bit. Um, How you got started into broadcasting and how you got to um, being the voice of the Gorillas?
1: Well, I'm a Pittsburgh guy. I grew up in Pittsburgh, and I went to school at Pittsburgh State. And in the late 80s, I was on the football team for a couple of years. I never played. I didn't – I wasn't very good at taking care of business in the classroom or off the field in those days. I'm I'm a little embarrassed to say, but it was a great experience nonetheless. Dennis Franchione was the head coach, and Chuck Broyles was the defensive coordinator for the for the couple of years I was around the program. And so, uh, but but growing up in Pittsburgh, obviously Pittsburgh State is tremendously important to this community, just like Northwest Missouri State is to Maryville. And so. Uh, I had exposure to Pittsburgh State and just, you know, grow up a sports fan, playing every sport and then having the opportunity to go watch collegiate games every week if you wanted to, whether it be football or basketball season. And so I've just been around Pitt State Athletics my whole life. And then as far as getting into the broadcast side of things, uh, I I was taking some time off from school and I was actually working at a sports bar in downtown Pittsburgh. And uh, I, I noticed I would listen to the broadcast when they were out of town. And they kept having different people they were using at the time for sideline reporters. Well, one guy that was kind of a regular in our establishment, he was the engineer for the radio station then that had the Pitt State games. And I asked him about it, and he told me he just thought they were having a tough time keeping one person doing it. And so I told him that might be something I'm interested in. So I decided to go back to school. I switched my major over to – communications with a broadcast emphasis and uh it just took off from there and so i started working in local broadcasting in the fall of 1996 i did not i was not part of the Pitt state broadcast then i did some in-studio work where i would record the games i would pull highlights from the game for a sponsored segment we have called plays of the game and then i would have a. Uh, I, I hosted a college scoreboard show after the broadcast and then in the following year Uh, I worked on air for the first time with Pitt State. I was a sideline reporter for those games from 1997 through 2004. And then the guy that was calling the games, Tom Van Hoy, had done the game since 1990, December of 2004. Uh, His wife, who was a television meteorologist, got a job in a different part of the country, so they moved to Columbia, South Carolina. And in 2005, I moved up to the booth as far as the football broadcast. I've been a part of basketball broadcast since 98, and so – yeah 24 years with football and, and maybe not quite that many with basketball but again growing up in Pittsburgh and being around it my whole life uh I I it's just amazing how it all lines up and works out that way and and uh you know here I am a quarter century later still doing it
0: i uh, definitely that's, a, that's an awesome that's an awesome career man and um i'll tell you what you've been with the gorillas um through some really good times i remember we were talking off the air a little bit about the 2014 that went to the uh, to the national championship ended up uh, losing in that game but the two but you were with the, the 2011 team that ended up winning it all that season with john brown and all those guys there so uh, talk about those two seasons and some of the other favorite memories that you have covering pitt state football
1: Well, the 2004 team was one that had legitimately high hopes. In 2003, Pitt State had got beaten in the second round of the playoffs, uh, but they had about everybody back from that team. That 04 group was a really veteran team, and so we knew that had a chance to be a pretty special season, and it just went to another level because that team ended up setting all-time NCAA all-division records for rushing yards, total yards, points scored and I'm not sure what of those records still stand but that just turned into a season that took on a life of its own and and it was just at a fever pitch the excitement that year the 2011 team uh, was a season that didn't necessarily start with that same hype because in 2010 Pitt State went to the Mineral Water Bowl and they won and finished six and six or whatever it was that year and so uh, it was a good jump start because 2011 there was quite a bit coming back you mentioned John Brown and That's a pretty good X factor to plug in in the offseason when you didn't know you were going to have him the year before. But uh, that, that 2011 team was definitely one that you would consider was a team of destiny because there was a game early in that year at Truman State. We had no business winning with the number of penalties and turnovers and kickoffs out of bounds. It was just really a sloppy game. But Pitt State scored in the closing seconds to pull out a win. I think about the comeback at Arrowhead in 2011 over Northwest. Uh, And and those were things that you look back on as as just a team of destiny. And then they ended up uh, getting on a tremendous run late in that season. And they came from behind. They were down double digits in the playoffs at home to both Washburn and Northwest Missouri, ended up winning those games, and and then rolled on to to Florence, Alabama to win it. And so, obviously, when you have teams of that magnitude, that's kind of at the highlight of, uh, you know, when you talk about highlights and, and most memorable teams, those are easy because they end up, uh, you know, going all the way to the national title game, and so it's easy to to latch onto those teams. but there are just so many unforgettable moments when I think about certain plays and catches and and really some of it on on the tough thing because on the tough side of things because you think about athletics and the old saying, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat." Sometimes you have to accept those, and of course, Northwest Missouri, they've been uh, they have been the ones to drive the spike more than once. I think about some of the games we had with them, especially in the late 90s and early 2000s, just tremendously competitive back and forth games, and seemed like Northwest always found a way to win those games, and so some of those are very memorable as well just because of how competitive they were, what a high level of football it was. Uh, and so there, there are just too many memories to name one. But when you talk about national championship teams, it's impossible to uh, forget about th- those teams and those rides.
0: Well, well, Eddie, let's talk about the uh, the 2021 version of Pitt State. They're off to a uh, a tremendous start this season. They're four and one. Um, their only loss was um uh, there was a loss to Nebraska Cardi. They had a lead at half and then ended up letting it get away. But they've been strong the last couple games wins over northeastern state a big home win against emporia state and then a a close one against missouri southern last saturday um eddie just talk about um your thoughts on how the gorillas are faring in the 2021
1: season they're still a work in progress there's no two ways about that this coaching staff was hired in december of 2019 And then in the spring of 2020, they had two spring practices, and then the plug was pulled because of the COVID pandemic. We ended up getting the four games last fall, which was tremendously valuable because it was a new coaching staff and a new system on both sides of the ball. And this is a pretty veteran team. Quite a few guys chose to come back that would have been seniors last year, the super seniors, as they're being called. And so that's been pretty fun to see those guys stick around and, you know, off to a good start this year. But uh, still kind of waiting to to find out really what kind of a team this can ultimately be. On offense, they probably have not run the ball as well as they would have liked. And defensively, uh, they've been through some injuries on that side of the ball. There have been a couple of uh, linebackers that have been uh, knocked out. They lost one really good player already for the year with a knee injury back in week two. And so uh, defensively, they've had to mix and match a little bit as far as uh, plugging in some different players. Um, it everything goes to another level though when you when you talk about going to maryville to try and win a game because the margin for error is so slim when you play them uh that that it's it's still not a a real complete pitt state team yet i like a lot of the things i see that brian wright has done in his year and a half at pitt state but still um we're, we're still trying to find out ultimately what the identity will be for this team
0: and then uh this saturday one thirty, bearcat stadium i know um the game's going to be on the Gorilla Sports Network. Um, Pitt State's going to Maryville to take on Northwest. Um, we've talked a little bit about how um, some of the memories of this rivalry. Um, I remember the uh, the mid-2000s, this was a really competitive rivalry, and even some of the, um, the early 2010s and stuff. This has always been Northwest to Pitt State. I have heard from several people, this is one of the – best rivalries in the MIAA and um not very often it's been played on the campus sites. So um what's your thoughts on um this year's Northwest Missouri State football team.
1: Well number one I, I am thrilled that it's on campus sites because Pittsburgh's a little bigger town than Maryville as far as population and the universities are so important to those communities and home games are such a boost economically to those communities hotels are full people are spending money on restaurants and gas and tailgating supplies and that's very important in those communities it was really really neat that we got to play at Arrowhead Stadium you know for a few times but after a few times honestly the novelty wore off and you just wanted to get the games back home because part of college football is that tradition of having those home games and uh, again what it means to those communities so i'm i'm thrilled that it's back there and both both teams know that when you go to the other place you're going to have to play really well to win the game. And if you do win the game, you should take a lot of pride in that because you will have beaten a really good team on their field and so uh, that part of it. But this Northwest team, to me, the, the work I've done this week, uh, nothing different. I mean, they have completely rubber-stamped what they have become with an incredible front four on the defensive side of the ball, linebackers that flow and tackle very well, and and they are just such a tough nut to crack with with the run game. You have to be able to generate – some moderate success in the run game if you're going to beat them and that is so much easier said than done and then offensively they are balanced I know the addition of the uh, running back McKellar from UND that's been a huge pickup for them they are so balanced they are so multiple they give you so much to account for uh, that that it's just almost impossible to cover everything all the time and so I have a tremendous amount of respect for what Northwest has built and sustained first under Mel Churchman then under Adam Doral, and now Rich Wright i I can't say enough about how, how I respect those guys and what's, what Northwest football is. And everybody in the MIAA should take pride in having a program of that level of consistency in our conference. We we feel this is the best league in the country. And to have a bell cow like Northwest and what they have been for the number of years they've been, uh, it's incredible. And so Saturday is not going to be any different. You can't beat yourself and you better take advantage of any opportunity you get, whether it be through a takeaway, a play in the kicking game, that establishes field position because they are just too good to go up there and not play well and expect to be in a position to win.
0: Well, Eddie, I'm definitely looking forward to the game on Saturday. I know you'll be there. I'm going to be there. Um, where can um, where can people um, hear the game at, um, hear the Pittsburgh State side of the game? Where can they hear it at?
1: Well, our network, we're we're very proud of that. About uh, four years ago, this is our fifth year, actually, that uh, the the rights changed for Pitt State Radio, and it came over to a company called My Town Media, which is based out of Wichita, but we have an ESPN affiliate here in Pittsburgh, and that is our flagship station, ESPN 100.7. We're also on a station that that serves Pittsburgh and over into southwest Missouri very well, KWXD 103.5, and both 100.7 and 103.5 has an app. That people get on their phones and on their tablets and that's great but we also have affiliates over in parsons which is about 35 miles west of us independence is about an hour west of us we have an affiliate in springfield missouri that's a my town media station uh it's an am and fm and then we're on uh, an espn affiliate in kansas city as well Uh, they pick us up at kickoff our coverage normally begins an hour before kickoff on the network Kansas City picks us up an hour before, so no matter what direction you go from Pittsburgh and, and with the streaming and with the app these days, uh, there's there's no way that uh, you can't find Pitt State on the radio, and so uh, it is that, that's one thing that I was at KKOW Radio for 20 years, and I hated to have to leave there because that's a station that had been on the air for like 75 years, and they ended up giving up the media rights to Pitt State Athletics, and so uh, the move's been really, really good over to where we are with My Town Media because we have an ESPN brand, an all-sports station that serves as a the flagship. There's a 4 o'clock show every day that a couple of guys host. I have a 5 o'clock show every day. And then uh, we do all Pitt State football and basketball. We do some spring sports as well. Uh, and so from that standpoint, it's been a really, really good move. And uh, I know people, it's been well-received as far as the coverage we've been able to provide.
0: Well, Eddie, thank you so much for um, joining the podcast. I was really looking forward to this interview all week to talk guerrilla football with you. And um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, and good luck to you guys in your coverage on Saturday.
1: Thank you for having us. It's uh, always great to talk about it, and uh, I have a ton of respect for Northwest, and I'm, I'm looking forward to what I hope will be a good ball game.